three, two, one, mark. Welcome back. It's been two weeks since our last episode, which was published with a click track, I think, the introduction alignment marks, and really, really poor audio quality. That's uh, what happens when you edit an episode in 10 minutes and upload it and walk away to go on vacation. My bad, y'all. You know... One of our our dearest listeners did not complain about the last episode, so I wonder how bad it really was. He probably just didn't listen to it. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> kind of what I figured. But he was he should have listened to it because he was home with his entire family from catching the vid in uh, in Florida. Hmm. Well, Jonathan always lets us know when we screw something up. So, <laughs> hey, look, I wasn't going to name drop anybody, oh, but no, call here, him out. Here's to you for keeping us honest, Jonathan. <laughs> I popped. I just popped an ice cold. Uh, uh, what the fuck are these things called? Uh, Molson Dry, straight from Quebec. In your honor. Hey, man, I'm jealous. I had a item Molson's about two weeks ago after a ride. I went to, I went to Brian. I went on like a 35 mile bike ride. It was. Really hot for Washington State at 75, 85 degrees. And, dude, I, I've got – I know he, JM, for the audience, is shaking his head. I, never mind. I'm not even going to pretend to protect myself. Who cares? I was a baby <laughs> no, about it. No, I swung I got by it. Brian's house. I got it. And he but had a Molson's like and a hot dog here. ready for me when I walked in. Ooh, a Molson's and and he was like dog. one of the quarter-pound dogs, and then he brought out some spicy German mustard from – from like Bamberg or something like that. It was awesome. Right, can we, and then a Molson's. Can we digress into that f- just shortly? Because um, you said... Let's explore all the subjects, my friend. You said a hot dog and a beer. Um, I'm 36 years old. I've been drinking for like 20 of them or something like that. Whatever the case may be. I was a nerd in high school. I didn't drink until I got to college. So 18 of them. Um. And that's not to shit on any nerds. I just, my, I had overbearing parents. Um, I, to this day, don't like drinking beer with food. I have never found a combination of food and beer that exists that is good to me in any capacity. And I'm talking like a brisket and a Budweiser or a ballpark hot dog and an $8 stadium beer or whatever combination, a steak and a good stout or porter or whatever. Like, there is no combination of food and beer that is good to me. I hate it. I absolutely hate it. Wine and food? Absolutely. Mixed drinks and food? Absolutely. Beer and food tastes like absolute dog shit to me. And I have to have, like, a glass of water that I can just drink while I'm eating my food. Then I'll go back to my beer. Okay. Is it weird? Like, I hear, I don't know, because I hear people, I see people all the time, they're like, oh my god, you gotta have this with this whatever style of beer, because it just, it brings out the flavors, and all I can taste is this bitter beer flavor, and I, it makes me just want water to get rid of the flavor so I can enjoy my food. I think it's weird, but also, um, it's not really for me to decide, I mean, that's your preference. So what are some like good beer food combinations? Like what are your favorite beer I food? would say the 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 brat with the sauerkraut and then any western european lager 
or Pilsner, and that that goes from uh, Czech all the way over into into Germany and France, um, and in and Italy. I love that combination, um, and it, I to me it doesn't really have anything to do with it being a, a pairing so much as it it seems culturally culturally ap- appropriate. Um, not not to be I, confused I find with culturally appropriative. Correct. Uh, I do enjoy, say, barbecue and uh, and bourbon or other single malt varieties of American style whiskey. I do enjoy like barbecue with with uh, with something very um, oaky or 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 maybe kind of bitter from being in, in fire uh, uh, burned um, I can't casks. Even, I can't even do that. Like I was serious when I said like wine or a mixed drink. It beer and uh, straight. Well, an old fashioned also to me has yeah. some of the same. And I, I can, love an old fashioned with with a with a with a barbecue. And I can do that, but I can't do. Yeah. Um, I guess the caveat on my beer thing is like I can't do a straight whiskey or straight tequila or straight. I can't do straight liquor with food either. Like, I just can't do it. There's there's certain items out there. I can't say that it's true for all of them um again i think of barbecue you know in a whiskey or a bourbon um i do enjoy mezcal on its own with uh but um usually i'm not doing a food pairing i know tacos are kind of like the the go-to for that but that's not me like i'm a taco freak yeah i'll eat i'll get down on some some tacos whether they be you know white people tacos or you know street style or um you know american bistro influenced you know elevated uh tacos from from a you know a new american uh styles whatever yeah um and see yeah and that's good i understand the wine wine is is a pretty amazing conduit uh cider if you can yeah find so ciders, i can do ciders I can do ciders, ciders, and, ciders uh, especially like uh, French style ciders and, and Spanish. Uh, all of the naturally fermented stuff lends itself to um, the charcuterie boards. You know, oh, like the old your funky cheeses, your um, uh, your your cured meats, anything that's pickled. You know, from from the olives to you know apricot jams, all of it. I like. Uh, I don't appreciate the nut on the uh, on the charcuterie board. I don't want the nuts. That's just a personal preference. But uh, anyway, yeah. So and I can also do seltzers. I I I don't mind a seltzer because um, to me I just like so. Yep. So here's my other question then because I was kind of thinking about this and I said it and I go whoa maybe this is it. Um, you go out to a restaurant right. And we're Americans, so we don't pay for refills unless they're premiums. Um, so you go out. Um, it's Sunday afternoon, 2 o'clock. You and Maddie go hit, uh, let's call it the Mexican food joint, right? So you've got your chips and salsa, which because you're in the Pacific Northwest, I'm assuming you had to pay for and didn't come standard with the meal. Um, but you're sitting there eating your chips and salsa, Right. How many glasses of water are you going through? And not just because it's chips and salsa, but how many glasses of water are you going through 
between when you sit down at any restaurant and when your entree arrives? I would prefer to go through two. Okay. And so, okay, well, then maybe my reasoning of why I don't like beer with my food is off. Because, yeah, I'll go two to three. I will go two to three. And, I like, that first glass of water is going to be destroyed within about two minutes of me sitting down. <laughs> and the poor waiter, I never flag down the waiter. I'm not a dick. So whenever the wait person comes over and fills up my water again, I, I just wait for them to do it. Um, but I was thinking that, like, I just, like, I really like my drink, whether it's water or whether it's my iced tea or whatever the case may be. I'm going to rip through about four to five of these things while I'm sitting here because I just crave hydration. So may, I was thinking maybe that's why I didn't like beer with my food. But I don't know. You got me. I also, I also, dis, I don't despise. I, I don't know how to say it. I don't look forward to the part of the barbecue where the food comes out. <laughs> like if I'm at a barbecue, like if I'm at, if I'm at Cody's, right. And we're sitting around all day and we popped our first beer at 10 AM. Cause that's when the brisket, you know, that's when the brisket went on. And, uh, we know the food's coming off at 8 PM. I dread 8 PM because that means I'm going to have to eat. And more often than not, I just don't eat at these events because I'm already been drinking beer all day. And I do and I don't want to, I don't want to eat because I don't, I, now I've got the beer flavor in my mouth. We used to have, uh, when I was living with Anthony, four big parties a year. And for three of those parties. Halloween. Uh, the Renaissance one. Not Renaissance, but what'd you call it? That's a, just, you call it a summer party. Yeah, your summer uh, party. Y'all did a, a spring party. And then you did like a Christmas party too, didn't you? Correct. Yeah, you're like ugly Christmas sweater parties and all that shit. Thank you. Yes. For three of those four events, Anthony would also feed the audience. Who is it? Feed everybody that came. And Anthony's a phenomenal cook. Aaron's Aaron, oh, yeah. Aaron is a great chef. Cody's a great chef. I think I cook pretty decently. It got me a wife. I think you do, too. It got me a wife, at least. Um, but Anthony is light years ahead of me. <laughs> and I, would you? I, I don't want to like insult you, but I think Anthony's probably above your level too right easily okay easily and it has nothing to do with insult it's just he's the guy that introduced me to culinary arts and then i was blessed and i maneuvered myself into a position when i was in my late 20s to bartend at some of the best restaurants in the city dope like three of those places were you could get some of the best uh you know american bistro inspired food in Tacoma, right? Like that's that's how I I put it. So I got to learn from not just Anthony, but from the the back of house staff, whether they be a chef or a sous, or even a a damn line cook knows more than I do. Um, so I, as a matter of fact, I just got back from a restaurant um, that I worked at a long time ago. It's called Asado. It's here in Tacoma. And their whole menu is inspired by the Argentinian barbecue style. So a lot of they got, you know, um, do, do they mesquite. do this? Do they do the swinging the swinging basket there? No, no, but they do use the mesquite, and they are cooking over fire. Okay, there's a you place know, in like, there's a place in uh, northwest Ger- uh, West Germany, Baumholder, um, that has a traditional 
Argentinian barbecue joint where they still have the swinging basket over the fire. And it was from a group of Germans who went down to Argentina, not because of the war, but they went down there for some kind of mining. And I want to say it's like, I want to say it was like opal or topaz. There's some kind of mining they did down there. Um, and they learned that traditional style of cooking barbecue with the swinging basket over the fire. They brought it back to Germany, opened a restaurant there, and that restaurant is still open to this day, cooking meat the exact same way. Is you you call it a swinging what now? It's it's so it's um you know how like the Americans we use a rotisserie, but it's a it's effectively like a uh, fry basket, right? that hangs from chains. Uh, they have a a um, tripod of some effect above the fire, and the meat just swings back and forth of it, and it cooks as it, you know, as it crosses the flame, and then it cools off, and then it cooks as it crosses the flame, and that's how they do a slow barbecue. Okay. Okay, I, I want to see pictures of that. I just did a quick Google search, and I wasn't able to come up with anything. Um, but I, I'm curious what it looks like. Regardless, it, some of the best food I've ever had, I had burger earlier, but um, God, I don't even know where I was going with uh, that. You were anymore. talking about the parties. Um, right, right, right. So um, with with Anthony cooking up all his food and having you know a minimum of 15 people at the house for the Christmas holidays party, uh, and then up to 45 people for your summer uh, shindigs. Um, I was so anxious about making sure that I talked to everybody that came to the door. A lot of them, you know, being obviously friends and family or acquaintances. Um, I had so much anxiety about talking to everybody that I was unable to get to the part where I ate food. Really? And I, like you, did not appreciate having to try and entertain, but also, um, eat a proper meal so yeah see where that probably inevitably got me after uh you know a bunch of booze hmm. um i'm still looking at this thing too because now i feel like i'm talking over my ass but i know exactly what i'm talking about um because i've seen it done and it's super cool and now i'm just i'm never gonna remember what the fuck it's called uh but as soon as i find it I'm, this is gonna be like me the rest of the episode <laughs> while I'm talking is trying to find this. Well, um, I got an idea. What if you were to look at, like, uh, do this. Do a search for Argentine Asado Grill for sale, and that should get you something um, close to what you're looking, or just Argentinian Asado Grill, and then see kind of what pops up. Mm, this is what, it's this is close. the kind of, yeah, basically it, it would be like an open-air oven in the bottom it's, it's they put all of the coals and then on the side that's where they keep the fire yeah um, and then they would remove the fire stick and, and add it to the coals um it's I, I really like that method of cooking and in some cases they have uh devices hooked up so that you can hang things over it kind of like um almost like cold smoking it but it's open air so it, uh, i don't know it's it's just an interesting way of, of doing food and yeah, I gotta it's, say it's, like it's South a, American is one of my favorite cuisines. Man. It's effectively like it's effectively like another form of rotisserie 
Um, and when I say swinging, because only Aaron can see my hand going back and forth, I, you're not. It, this isn't you pushing your kid on the the uh, um, the playground, right? It's not. It, it's it is a very six inch kind of motion, eight inch kind of motion. Mm-hmm. It is a very slow, methodical motion that goes back and forth. There are some bigging, there are some bigger ones, but effectively, it's a small. Um, motion, but uh, I just feel like I'm talking out of my ass now. I've I've seen it, y'all. I have seen it live, done, and I heard the story. It may th- maybe the story was bullshit. Maybe the absolute story was bullshit. <laughs> We're gonna have to post something for y'all. We'll post it when episode publishes, though. Um. Anyway, I'm I'm agreeing with you. That's kind of a fun little rabbit hole to, to fall down do you remember where we started uh we just you mentioned something about beer and food hot so dogs molson's you're drinking you said, molson's yeah you said hot I, dog and he had a beer waiting for you and i went oh yeah i hate beer with my food let's explore this really quickly <laughs> as you should yeah as you should maybe we take a poll this week and we prove that you are wrong yeah um, how was your last two weeks? Anything crazy? Anything notable? Uh, anything? uh just busy. Dog ate twenty caramels on Saturday. He had the shits on Monday. I woke up to that at five o'clock in the morning because, you know, like I'm walking through the house, you know, going pee, grabbing a water, and Raleigh just gotten so sick. He just pooed everywhere anyway that's annoying um other cool things like my sister coming to visit that's really cool um doing a lot more cycling yeah so when's your sister having a lot of when's your sister coming she's already here oh she's at a wedding right now oh okay okay she's in from minnesota yep that's right yeah yeah we're having a great visit um her boyfriend's good people and I got to take him around Tacoma all day yesterday and just had a blast. Um, yeah, having a real good time. What about you, buddy? Uh, so last time we talked, so the last time we recorded was on a Wednesday, right? Yeah. Yeah, that, that, that sounds about right. Yeah, we recorded on a Wednesday, and I edited and sent it up Wednesday night because the next day, so... Uh, math on this says it's the 29th of June. I did engagement photos with Caitlin and then got home long enough to let the dogs out, maybe? Yeah. Got home long enough to let the dogs out and then turned around and hit the road, drove five and a half hours up to D.C., so got in DC at like 1:30 in the morning. Slept till 7 on the morning of July 1st and then got up and what was supposed to be a 9-hour drive took me 11 hours because fuck Connecticut. It's the second time I've driven through that state and fuck Connecticut. I drove so I've got this cool little feature on my Subaru that tells me how long since my ignition's been on, right? 
Um, and so every hour, every hour after the first one, it dings and says two hours since ignition on, three hours since ignition on. So like if you're, which is, um, it just kind of warns you like, hey, you've been driving for this long without a stop. It, it's kind of a cool feature. I like it. Um, it's it's super cool because at the time I was going to get 660, 640 miles on one tank of gas. Um, so I was going to be able to drive for just like with a good reserve with about a 60, uh, with about a 60 mile reserve. Um, I was going to be able to drive something. What's the math on that workout too? If I'm getting, oh, God damn it. Hold on a second. Calculator. So uh, I was getting 660 um, miles on that one tank and I was averaging about 35 um, miles a gallon says I could have driven that can't be right 35 miles a gallon yeah we'll, we'll the math on that seems really weird um, yeah so I was going to be able to drive for like 15 hours straight regardless but that math seems really weird um Traffic, 30 miles. If I'm getting 30 miles, 30 miles. Oh, okay. I see what I'm doing here. Hold on. 660 divided by my average speed of 65 miles. So I was going to be able to drive with a one-hour reserve. So I like to leave myself about 50 to 60 miles before I've got to get gas. I would have been able to drive like nine hours straight, right? So it's just dinging at me. Um so effectively, I could have filled up in D.C. and driven all the way to the middle of Cape Cod, which is where we were going, um, without having to stop for gas again. It was going to be great. Uh, except I filled up just west of the Connecticut border. And when I say just west, I'm talking like five miles outside of Connecticut. When I crossed... So, yeah, filled up, knew I was about to hit traffic. Okay, it's not going to be that bad. Two hours later, I get the little ding on my ignition or my dashboard saying, two hours driven, and now I'm frustrated, so I go over to my, it's also got a little function that it counts how long, you know, so I can see how far I've gone in the time I've been driving, 61 miles. I went 61 miles on a highway in Connecticut because I was in traffic for 61 miles. There was no wrecks. Nobody had been pulled over. All the lanes were open because there's hills and curves and people in Connecticut hit their brake every time they go into a curve on a highway. They slow down. Every time they crest a hill on the highway, they hit their brakes because something may be just on the other side of that that I'm going to run into because it's standing dead still in the middle of the highway on the back side. Every, every time it would open up, it was because there was a length of straight road for about a mile. And then no shit, the next time we came to a curve, standstill traffic again. 
I love that for you. A nine-hour drive I turned into 11 hours. You. All because I didn't want to pay $35 in tolls. And Caitlin was like, no, we don't need to pay $35 in tolls. Anyways, we got to Cape Cod, and I was at Cape Cod at um, her folks' place. They uh, they own an Airbnb on Cape Cod, um, and we get it for a week out of the year. Um, her dad has a 30-foot fishing boat, which he's been working on for four years and finally got fixed this year and wanted to take it out fishing. He has a commercial fishing license as well. So... Um, Caitlin's brother, the sister-in-law, and their two daughters came in. Caitlin and I went up. Her folks were there. Uh, day, her brother-in-laws, her brother, sister-in-law, the kids got in like midnight on the first. So the second we all wake up, I went for a run. It was wonderful because it's New England in July. So it was like 67 when I woke up. And I went for a little four-mile run. Uh, I wasn't even trying, and I shaved like 20 minutes or 20 seconds per mile off my time, which was great. Um, And then Caitlin and I went downtown and had food and visited surf shops and had ice cream. And uh, the next day, we went out fishing on – we were out in the harbor – we were out in Massachusetts Haba, Um and it was me and her brother and her brother's brother-in-law, if that makes sense. Um, her sister-in-law. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Her brother's brother-in-law with her dad. We're out on the schooner. Um, I caught I caught a big 34-inch um, striped sea bass. Um, her brother caught two sea bass and an 80-pound tuna. Um, somehow oysters got brought up in the conversation and Rob knows somebody who farms oysters. So he reached out to this guy and got five dozen oysters at cost. So something like 30 cents an oyster for these new England oysters. Um, and we ate fresh scallops, fresh oysters, sea bass and tuna between 12 people that night. Um, that was that was the third. On the fourth, Caitlin and I drove up to Provincetown, which is the very tip of Cape Cod, the very tip. Um, and it is this. It used to be called Helltown uh, back in the the sailing days, where you know, like there was a huge um, what do you call it, like merchant city kind of thing, because all they did in Provincetown was drink and whore and gamble and drink some more and whore some more and then maybe gamble some more. Uh, but now it is a huge gay community, and we missed Pride Month by a week, but they still had festivals going on for the rest of the month. Um, so we were up there, and there's just so much dick and these tiny, tiny, tiny little <laughs> Speedos. Um, and everybody up there looks like they could be competing in the Mr. Olympia competition because they're all just shredded. Like, these guys look like they live on air and water. That's all they do. They eat air for lunch and drink a couple of glasses of water a day um, because they all had eight packs and their biceps were the size of my head and they were huge. This is Provincetown? Provincetown, yeah. Okay. Um, and their skin, everybody's skin was incredible and they were all happy 
and I kept telling Caitlin I wished I was gay so I could look like that. Um, and I was jealous and she's like, we can go get in the beach. And I was like, you can go fuck yourself. Cause that ain't happening on this town. I am not taking my shirt off around any of these guys because they look amazing. And I look like a fat piece of shit. Uh, <laughs> so we're, I'm kind of looking at a, at a map of it all. And something uh, go to I, comment, go to comment I think is really cool is, and, and, did you get the opportunity to go to Nantucket or Martha's Vineyard at all? Cause no, so Martha's to, Vineyard is a... That's kind of like a dream vacation there for, for North America on my side anyway. Uh, yeah, um, so it's Martha's Vineyard's a little island south of the Cape. Um, and uh, I did not get a chance to go, but apparently it's not as fancy as we all think it is. Like, we all know it's fancy, right? Everybody wants to go to Martha's Vineyard, go see the Kennedys, go see Chappaquiddick and all that stuff. Maybe find a dead girl's body by the bridge, you know, a la Ted Kennedy. Um, but apparently, oh, is that where it happened? Uh, Chappaquiddick Bridge. Yeah. So you see, oh, Chappaqu- okay. you wow. see Chappaquiddick Island on the east side of Martha's Vineyard. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The Chappaquiddick Bridge. There's a bridge in Chappaquiddick that he did it on but it's it's yeah so somewhere on martha's vineyard on chappaquiddick island is where he killed that girl um go look it up it's fun uh but apparently that's, it's just that's like, out of that's out of control man anyway. yeah apparently it's just like a normal vacation spot like you don't have to be a multi-billionaire so what is happening i, I learned this today or while i was up there what is happening on cape cod according to the locals and the people that have been going there for years is that because the because of inflation, because uh, the dollar's not worth what it is now, and that effectively everybody's a millionaire, so being a millionaire doesn't mean shit anymore. Um, all the millionaires that live on Martha's Vineyard are moving off of Martha's Vineyard and moving into Cape Cod because they can move to Cape Cod and still be a millionaire. Um, but they can't be a millionaire on Martha's Vineyard because it's just so expensive. They would actually have to go back to work and continue to make millions of dollars versus moving to Cape Cod with $15 million and still maintain their millionaire status. And then all the billionaires are coming in, or the the almost billionaires or the hundreds and large three, five, seven hundred millionaires, dollar millionaires, they're coming onto Martha's Vineyard and buying all the big stuff. Yeesh. Um, I don't know. It, to me, it just looks cool, like the whole Massachusetts Cape Cod thing. Yeah, so um, are you still getting your map you guys, up? Where were you guys staying at, by the way? Okay, so if you still got your map up, if you go... Of course, of course. So, so uh, as it makes the hook, so Cape Cod runs directly east, and well, it's like east-northeast, and then it cuts almost directly north, and Provincetown is all the way on the tip. Um, if you're looking at it, Right as it cuts north, you'll see a little town called Orleans, and then we were in Eastham. Eastham. Uh, oh, cool, cool. So that's uh, Eastham is. Uh, it appears to be a uh, bay facing. Yeah. So we're right. Well, the highway runs right down the middle of it. Right. We were right off the highway. So I, uh, I ran to I ran to the Atlantic Ocean one day. Um, and then I ran by the bay the other day because you're talking negligible about a miles. Um, yeah, that's super cool. Yeah, um, um, and then you need to look up the Cape Cod Baseball League. Um, it is a college baseball league which uses wooden bats. 
Um, and the only way you get it, so it's an off-season league, and it uh, it's all these towns on Cape Cod, and the only way that you can play for them is you have to get invited. So you have to get nominated to go to an invite-only tryout and then make the team from the tryouts. I kind of like that. Yeah. It's, it, it's, uh, it's peer-focused, and, and it's... Uh, well, these are not fuck-around leagues either because you're talking wow. like major names come through here. Cy Young Award winners come through here. Silver Sluggers come through here. Gold Gloves come through here. MVPs come through here. Like, World Series winners come through here. This is not a... Like, if you get nominated and you make it through the tryouts to make it to a league, you are doing something right. Oh, that's cool. So you, so they have this league right here in Eastham? Uh, no, it's it's the Cape Cod League. So Orleans have oh. the Firebirds and then the Brewster. And Brewster, you have the Brewsters, and I think Truro has a team. Hey, how do you, how do you say it if you're from Cod, though? What? Brewsters. Oh, the Brewsters. Yeah, the Brewsters. Brewsters. I told Caitlin I was working on my my uh, my Boston accent while I was up there because it's not as pronounced as it used to be, but they all kind of got that sound where they still say harbor. Right, they still say harbor. Harbor. They still they still park the car. Um, y- if they ask you for your car keys, you don't know if you're getting them pants or something to go into your ignition because you're like, do you want your khakis or your khakis? And he's like, yeah, that's what I fucking said, my khakis. I'm like, oh my god. Um, that but, sounds awesome. Yeah, it sounds like, like a like a really unique and cool like way to have a, a summer vacation. It was great, and then we drove to Boston. Um, and in one day we walked like we walked like eight miles all the way just all Ooh. over fucking downtown Boston. Damn. Um, and then see the first day we were there we walked around like three and a half miles and the next day we did like eight miles. Um saw the Red Sox versus the Yankees, saw an incredible game, uh seven to six Yankees win, but it was J- Rafael Devers hit two home runs. Uh, Josh Don- was it Donaldson? I think it was Donaldson hit a grand slam to dead center at Fenway. Like it was just a great game. Um, and then we drove back, and I went the fuck around Connecticut because fuck Connecticut. Um, <laughs> I went. I, I I didn't go all the way around. I just went like it, there's a highway that parallels the main highway. Um, and then on the way back, we drove through New York City, and I drove across the George Washington Bridge. Um, Caitlin's got some pictures of the Empire State Building from far away, uh, which was really cool. I drove the upper deck on the GWB so you could see everything. We crossed the Hudson, um, went through New Jersey on the way back. I stopped just outside of I stopped just outside of Trenton, I think. Uh, for gas, and if oh no, maybe I stopped just outside Newark. I think I stopped just outside Newark. And if you're ever driving through New Jersey, can't pump your own gas. That's S- Oregon too. State um, law. It's weird. Yeah, creates jobs or whatever. Sure. Um, I, I yeah. I don't know. Uh, then Caitlin reminded me that she had a girl that was working for her last year who moved down to North Carolina so she could work on a farm year-round. Um, and they were out in town some, like, within days of her showing up, 
and she asked where to go get diesel at. And Caitlin's like, oh, I got to go into town anyways. I'll just, like, ride with you, I guess. I don't know how it worked. Uh, but they end up at a gas station, um, and Caitlin had to show this girl how to pump her gas because she'd lived in New Jersey her whole life and had no clue how to fill up her car. <laughs> she'd never had to do it. Had never left the state, never driven outside the state. Somebody had always been pumping her gas for her because she only drove in New Jersey. Huh. Yeah. And then after seven days of being in, the hottest I got was 83 degrees. And on that day, I actually got in the ocean water um, and it was still cold as fuck. Uh,. And then after seven days doing that, I came home and tried to run three days later, uh, being yesterday. And I, no shit, I made it two miles. And in two miles, I stopped to walk twice. Um, I like, I just couldn't make it. My body was so used to 78 degrees. <laughs> and then to come it's home and uh, ride in 92 degrees and 100% humidity. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited about you coming out here to visit again because... Uh, Summers are are incredible. Right now, um, we do still have full sunlight, and it's only seventy four degrees. Fucking so hate it was it rained on me all day long, and it was still eighty four when I left work. Yeah, um, well, that's a long way uh, of getting to. Uh, by the way, I'm drinking a Ranch Water Topo Chico Seltzer, hmm. the original. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've got the uh, the tropical mango. Oh, okay. Man, yeah, I just ones. I love these things. Yeah, I introduced. Where was I? At? I was somewhere the other day and asked if they could make a ranch water, and they actually had Topo Chico. Um, so it worked out. Really well, well, I just used I I just used uh like uh soda water from the fountain to make. Ranch water is when I was bartending way back. I mean, I well, you didn't have a absolutely used a Topo up. Chico as well, but um, I like to me if if somebody doesn't care, then I don't really care. Like it could be a Topo Chico, it could be a soda water. So yeah, yeah, man, it, these things are are awesome. Anyway, that was long. <laughs> I yeah, was so uh, long. I know. I'm I just know. looking, at, I'm you, looking uh, at the audio file. What do you? Like, what kind of news that. have you seen? I've seen there's uh, Hubble telescope images. That was pretty cool. Um, Dope. Yeah. How if awesome you is that? ever want to touch base on the economy, like I guess we could, but that's another one of those like, damn, like I'm already depressed about, you know, civil liberties for women or the right to choose. That, you know, more depressing subjects could. Man, I'm like <laughs> one disaster away from wanting to to commit ritualistic suicide here. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, yeah. But, so, so so if there's another oil spill or another like nuclear disaster, count me out. Not uh, for at least five years. I need to recover from all this other shit. So I'm glad you brought up the Hubble image. So I sent you the. I, I'm sure y'all had seen it, right? But I sent you the, an image, the first image, right? The first. Oh goodness, the first image, which I don't know how I feel about the president being the one who like reveals the first image of the Hubble telescope. Are you talking about president Biden? Yeah. He was the one who like revealed the first image. Um, did you, man, that guy is grasping at straws right now. Yeah. Um, so I, I think I posted it. 
No, I think I posted the difference between what the James Webb was doing versus the Hubble on our Instagram story. Um, I'll post it again. But the first picture, the first picture I think that everybody's seen is the black the black background and it's just got stars and galaxies and it kind of looks like it's a fisheye lens. You know which one I'm talking about, Aaron? Um, I do. Yeah. So I'm I'm watching a maybe like a YouTube reel or a Facebook reel, a science guy that I like. Um, and I don't know why it never clicked, but. Do you have that picture like up in front of you right now? I'm pulling it up right now. Okay. Make sure um, you're getting the one that's got the, you know, it's it's got the star that's got the six the six point lens flare around it. It's I don't know how to explain it any better than that. Yeah, I'll I'll pull something up here in a second. Um, but continue, please. Okay. Here, let me just send you the link of the one I'm looking at. That way, it's just easy. So I know cool. we know we're looking at it. All right. So. The first picture that is shown, the first full color James Webb Space Telescope photo. All right, so I'm listening to this guy, and I've and I've watched enough dumb science um, and math YouTube channels that I should have recognized this. I'm not smart like that. I've just heard it so many times. I'm like, oh yeah. Um, do you know, Aaron? Do you know why? It kind of looks all fish islands. Like, y- you could tell, like, right in the middle of the image, it's almost focused, but there seems to be, like, these rings around the out, like, the thi- the galaxies and stars seem it's to be. Because it's like a long exposure photograph. No. Really? So, as you're looking at this, and I'm, I'm pointing at the screen, but as you're looking at this, um, if you were to look directly at the center of it, it seems to be focused. And then kind of as you go outward from the center, there seems to be just like almost incomplete circles that these galaxies and stars are curved around and they're circular. The reason is, is because directly in the center of that is a galaxy, right? So we're seeing that star. The star is the, the one that's got the little lens flare on it. But you're looking at a galaxy right in the middle of it. I know it looks kind of a black space, but you know that's what they're focused on. But that galaxy is so dense that all those stars and galaxies you're seeing outside of that that appear to be circular and curved are actually behind that galaxy. The reason they're curved and you're seeing them off to the side is because as that light comes past that galaxy that galaxy has its own gravitational pull and because it has a gravitational pull it bends the light around the galaxy and acts as a telescope so that galaxy acts as a concave lens that we have a multi-billion dollar telescope pointed at the galaxy's natural telescope which is magnifying light from beyond it. Let that one sink in, folks. 13 billion years of galaxy sitting behind that. 13 billion, I'm sorry, 13 billion light years. So it took light, 
which travels across our bedroom instantly. And if you were to look across a major city and somebody turned a light on in a dark major city, you could see it 10, 15 miles away. You could see that instantly. This light took 13 billion years to get here. <laughs> like, how mind And you know, in that? a lot of ways, it, it it reminds me about how insignificant I am because sometimes I can look at a year and think a year is a long time. Um, and 13 billion of them. Oh, no, 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 not 13 mm. billion years. 13 billion light years. Which is, light, uh, light which is multiplied It's by, just to measure a distance. Yeah, it's it's a crazy way of measuring distance, and it's not even achievable at human speed right now. What it, what is what is the speed of light? Ten times, ten times twenty three. No, ten times what? Yeah, there are a lot of. I, I you got me, you got me. That was. Uh, it's a number that's almost incomprehensible. To three me. well, three times ten to the eighth, but. Uh, two. 2000 or 2 million uh, 2997924588 meters per second. So uh 1000 so 300,000 kilometers per second. Uh, a kilometer is 0.62 miles. Right? Yep. Kilometers 0.62 miles. 300k times 0.62 um, it travels 186,000 miles per second so 186,000 miles per second <laughs> yeah again I, I feel pretty insignificant compared to this um, this depth of uh, a universe that we live in yeah um Oh, actually, here's a cool little. Oh, that's not what I was looking at. Um, yeah, it's crazy. Um, also, quick footnote: uh, the speed of light is always calculated as a as a circular motion. Um, it's always calculated as from one point to another point and back because it is impossible to calculate the one way direction of the speed of light I can send you some YouTube videos if you think <laughs> if you think seeing light from that traveled from 13 billion that 13 billion light years away is is screwing with your mind I can send you a video about why you can't calculate um, why you can't calculate the speed of light in one direction because of how it actually screws with time and that as you move time a clock forward in time space it actually uh gains it speeds up <laughs> <Little screen. laughs> this is what i do yeah yeah i mean like um we've all seen interstellar dude yeah 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 so like it's on that level it's it's truly yeah. on that fucking level that it's but how incredible is this uh what, what the James Webb launched last year, right? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I haven't. I haven't kept up with the um, with the NASA's or the the astronomies lately. 
Uh, so launched was, it launched Christmas Day last year. And it's already doing this, huh? Yeah. Um, it's, fr- it's rad, man. One it's of cool. The, I think one of the things I sent you, um, I put it up in the group chat. Uh, it said that... Did I put it up in the group chat? Please tell me I put it up in the group chat. Uh, Yellowstone. Crap, I didn't do it. Um, I may still have it saved. So they have a picture from, they have a picture of the cosmic cliffs, uh, or what's it called? The. It's a really famous. It's a really famous picture by the Hubble. Um, and it's called the. I can't remember what it is, um, but it's it's like the stardust and it's all orange and it looks like this just cloud burst and it's just stunning. Uh, the Carina Nebula, that's what it's called. So they somebody created this cool little program that put the Hubble image of the Carina Nebula and then the James Webb took the same image, same position, same everything. Um, the one from the Hubble took. Something like something like a month or two to capture enough light and to be still enough and focused enough to gain enough image. Um, and the James Webb did it in four and a half hours in 4K high definition. It's it's absolutely stunning. Oh my goodness. Whoa, dude. I'm taking a look at it. Both are beautiful images in their own right. The uh, contrast on the web is uh, incredible. The um, I think the Hubble is also uh, absolutely a, a fascinating image. Weird. Just some kind of like deep, deep colorations there. Hey. Yeah, my bad. Welcome my bad. back. Uh, I, I was still recording, but I was talking about the the Korean Nebula. Um, sorry, folks. I I absolutely dropped that call. Um, just fat thumbed the wrong tab. So, you you know maybe maybe we do less of that. Uh, no worries. No, it's because I was like, oh yeah, Korean Nebula. Da 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 da. Uh, what were you saying about it? Because it's gonna. Yeah, show, I was just. This is gonna I be was really funny. When I, I was, I was uh, ranting about how much I loved it. I was like, "Oh my god, look at that!" Yeah. And then yeah. I was really quiet because I'm scrolling through. What's gonna the, be really you know, great is um, the when I go to edit all this shit in, I'm gonna be like, "Oh, Aaron drop da 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 da," and you're gonna be over there talking, and then I'll be like, "Hey, welcome back," and it's just gonna sound weird. It it'll be about the fifty minute mark, so just uh, I I actually you know. set a yeah I set a marker on Reaper about it. Um, it's incredible, like the advances we're making. We're not allowed to. We can do all this incredible science, um, but women aren't allowed to choose what happens with their body. But I'm just saying. We got some fancy space pictures now. So let's yay, avoid the uh, the tragic humans. subjects. <laughs> what? Let's avoid the tragic stuff, man. We all we all know the world's coming into to an end. So, <laughs> man, that was so defeatist. I'm sorry. I've been feeling defeated. <laughs> if I'm right. being perfectly honest. Do you, uh, did you see the news about the? Uh, what, I mean, we can we can 
kind of a side quest on that one. Do you see the news about the lady in Texas who got pulled over in the HOV lane? Um, and told the cop because the cop was pregnant. She told her. I absolutely saw this. <laughs> she told the cop that her fetus counted as a child, um, and so she was allowed to use the HOV. Yeah, so lane. they're bringing it to Supreme Court. I, I love it. You, I like, so I don't. She's like the hero it's of not, the month. It's not good. Think about it this way: it's not good because if she wins this case, then the Supreme Court has said that a fetus is a child and this effectively like is a viable human and this is going to effectively like end any hope of federal abortion rights and pretty much state abortion rights if she wins this case it's going to fuck over the entire abortion rights movement (laughs) all right but good on her for playing the game Fuck this place. <laughs> <laughs> that's oh that's how I feel about it these days. But like whatever, you know. Um Got my second Molson. What are you looking forward to? Summer's almost over. Uh I'm looking forward to camping trip at the end of the month. My mom, my grandparents are coming out in August. That mom, happened. Mom coming up from San Angelo? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, dude, I'm I'm super excited. I got a lot of family coming in. Han- my my sister Hannah is already here, doing her thing, like just goofing off. Um, this summer has been nothing but super cool. Um, I'm looking forward to some some much needed time off as well. Uh, I can't wait to keep hitting the bike. Um, just really enjoying where my fitness is at. Uh, things this are dick in the mouth. What? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm looking at, I don't know, man. Uh, playing outside, hell, man, that, that's going to be kick-ass. Um, that's not like yeah. Maddie listens to this podcast, so when are you getting engaged? <laughs> oh, man, I don't know. <laughs> I I don't know. I got to uh, – that, that's on the you. books. No, I – you and I were talking about the the finances earlier, and I I won't bore the audience with it, but um, you know, there's there's other things that need to get kind of hammered out first, and yeah. just enjoying enjoying the way life is is pacing right now. As I think long. the only thing that I could ever want is uh, the Rangers to win a World Series. Me too. Yeah, yeah, I think that answers my question. <laughs> or the Mariners to win a World Series. Oh, I love that too. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah, I'd love that also. Hey, I, I did get a Lou Pinella jersey. A friend of mine gave it away. Really? He gave it to me. Yeah, I got I got my Pinella jersey. It's the uh the teal um Mariners club uniform. Yeah. Um, from back in the day. It's a beautiful jersey. It's my first Mariners jersey. I didn't even grow up watching Pinella, so it's even cooler because I already I'm familiar with who he was as a as a yeah, as a skipper, anyway. Yeah, you know? yeah, of course, of course. Well, Pinella played for the Yankees. Is that right? No, who did Pinella play for? Mets. Lou Pinella played for the Mets. Played In a winning Europe. season. He played for. No, who the fuck did he play for? Orioles, Indians, Royals, and Yankees. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. He managed the Yankees. Yeah. 
That's is dope. it still the Indians or is it the the Freedom Fighters or whatever they're calling it in Cleveland? The, gar- the Guardians. Guardians. That's what. And it is. And I don't know if they ever resolved their lawsuit with the women's uh, roller hockey league that had a team oh. already called the Cleveland Guardians. Oh <laughs> boy. Yeah. You're like out of all of the patriotic names we could have <sighs> stuck our ball club with, we went with Guardians. So I was trying to think of like. You said Lupinella, and I was trying to think of, like, Lupinella, Lupinella. What, what is, like, the things I remember about? What do I remember as a kid? Because Lupinella was done playing before we even started. Stealing, uh, stealing plates. Yeah. His meltdowns as a Cubs manager. That's what everybody knows him for. It, and it was great. Yeah. Yeah, he stopped playing somewhere, and like he started managing the Yankees in '86. So I was born in '86. Um, <laughs> fucking guy! What you need to do? You need to get you a. Uh, so you need to find you. A, it, it's going to cost you an arm and a leg, but you need to find a Griffey jersey and get it signed. Um, and you need to get you Ichiro jersey, get that bad boy signed. Ichiro feels a little more appropriate because Ichiro was within the time that I've I've absolutely watched baseball. Griffey was not. And then we need to get. I don't want to be. A, I you know I like. A, I don't want to be an eighth grade poser. You know what I mean? Oh, and then you know, be great is is I need to I need to come to town while the Rangers are in town, right? So it's Mariners Rangers, and you can wear a Mariners. Adrian Beltre jersey, and I can wear my Rangers Adrian Beltre jersey. <laughs> Dude, I'd love that. That'd be or, fun, wouldn't it? Or you can wear a Mariners A Rod jersey, and I can wear a Rangers A Rod jersey. <laughs> we could have so much fun with this. Can we? Uh, yeah, I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> and and similarly, like I would love to visit when uh, when the Mariners are playing in, in Arlington. But more so, I want to be there when uh, when Toronto is there. Yeah, so that rivalry is not. Is as Bautista big. still is Bautista, Bautista still around? Bautista's been out of the league for uh, two years. Okay. Uh, hey, is Robbie Cano still playing baseball? Is he still trying to, or is he still trying to dodge the uh, the steroid charges or whatever? Uh, Robinson Cano. Oh, you're testing me. So I've I've been really bad about. Baseball yeah, this year because I, I hate I, asking people baseball questions without being able to yep, answer yep. any baseball questions myself. No, like I am out of the loop. No, and I'm I'm bad about it this year because Caitlin and I are living together, and I'm not going to subject her to baseball every night. But we're not quite at that point in the relationship where I can go watch TV in one room and she can go watch TV in the other room, and we can st- like I'm not going to get in trouble for it every night. So I get like two nights a week of baseball. This week is leading up to the All Star game, so. Um, I I believe he's still playing. Um, I remember him playing for the Mets, and do, 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 click click click. Yeah, he's with the Braves this year. Is that right? Yeah, he's with the Braves. Hmm. I think you brought brought up something funny when you're talking about Caitlin. You guys are getting married um, October fifteenth, and you in the middle you, of the playoffs. You do you do <laughs> spend a little bit more time with her than you do with your own personal hobbies and interests. I think that's a good thing. It is. Uh, I sent her a... I sent her a... 
like a real, whatever you want to call it, like an Instagram story or Facebook story um, that I thought was kind of cute. And it was a guy. God, there's some really funny ones out there, by the way. Yeah. And it was a good. It was a guy playing a prank on his fiance, um, and he goes, "Me tell," and the the text basically just says, "Me telling my fiance, I'm going out," right? And so he just grabs his keys and he's like, "Okay, bye, babe. I'll see you later." And she goes, "What? Where are we going?" He's like, "All right, I'll see you later." She goes, "No, no, no. Where are we going? What? What?" And he's like, "Yeah, I'm heading out. I'll see you later." But where are we going? Where are we going? And he turns the corner, right? And he's walking faster to get out of the house. And then she is maybe five steps behind him and turns the corner. And she suddenly has a purse in her hand and her flip-flops. And she keeps going, babe, where are we going? Where are we going? Where are we going? He's like, I'll be back. Where are we going? And then she, th- they, he gets out the door and she throws her purse at him and hits him in the back of the head. It's like, I said, where are we going? <laughs> Cause I, like, <laughs> I sent it to Caitlin and I go, oh my God, this is us. Like we don't go anywhere by ourselves. If, if we go to the grocery store, like we go together. The only time I go to the grocery store by myself is if I'm out running, if I'm out running and I'm already downtown and I'm like, do you want me to go to the grocery store? Or if it's Saturday and she's working and I go to the grocery store at 10 a.m. But, like, other than that, we go everywhere to get... Somebody goes into town, guess what? We're both going into town. <laughs> it's just... It's awesome. Are you and Maddie like That's that? That's awesome. Uh, no, it's all, It's a quite a bit different. And it's just due to our work schedules. Um, when... I get out of work and she's, wor- she's you know, working in the evenings, uh, what I would typically do is walk the dogs for 45 minutes ride my bike for an hour and then it's like i can swing by the bar and have a beer or two and there's plenty of good places to grab a pint around oh there's tons and i i very much appreciate being able to leave the house because i work from home so so for me it's just a little bit different what i would say that i have in common with you is is i i live in a very small house i got two dogs i got maddie and it's a small place, but I absolutely appreciate getting to know somebody through that lens because um, we get to be close all the time. Um, I'm I'm being more thoughtful about how I utilize my space, and I'm trying to be more considerate because of it. So it's just it's a lesson in, in patience, tolerance, and quite frankly it there's not much of a lesson after that because it's just enjoying the life that I've I've picked out for myself so yeah a little bit different but sounds like it's along the same lines and and I got to tell you for all of these great things I'm sick of living in a small fucking house oh well (laughs) let's let's I I I won't pull any punches like I do want more space I don't but it'll come I don't want to compare like I'm I'm in no rush to to put myself in a put us in a position where where life is uncomfortable yeah I don't want to compare um how small each other's dicks are um but what's the square footage on your house Hey, if you're getting ready to talk about square footage of the house versus the trailer camper that you guys were no, in no, for no, no, six I'm saying months, what's the square footage of the house that you're in right now? God, it's got to be 850, and that that's not even real. I wouldn't you burn, know, we've got I, furniture. I wouldn't murder you for 850 square foot. Our house if I out of here. No, we're in we're in 600. 
You're kidding. I'm in six, you're in it. I'm in 600 square feet. My my dresser that has all of my clothes in it is our entertainment center. Like the okay. when you sit down in the living room, there's my dresser and we have a fishbowl and my records and my record player, like my vinyl and my record player on top of it with my PlayStation. So it looks like it's an entertainment center, but if you open any of the drawers, it's nothing but socks and shirts and running shorts and pants and uniforms. Um, I have two tough boxes full of uniforms and military equipment stash out underneath the camper because there's nowhere else to put them. And I'm still paying $115 a month for a storage unit in Fayetteville because there is nowhere else to put any of my shit. Uh, if anybody would like to buy 40 years worth of Playboys, the first 15 of them are in leather-bound boxes, please hit me up because I'm trying to get this shit out of my storage unit. That's so funny. <laughs> like, <laughs> 600... And there's four dogs, and one of them's a Doberman. Like, <laughs> there is zero <laughs> God bless you. Luckily, we're on 12 acres, right? So they can run around and do puppy dog things, and, and when we need to get out of the house, we can get out of the house and... Yeah. But, yeah, we would go crazy. We would go crazy living with each other in 600 square feet if we didn't have the land. Yeah, I can see that. I can see that. But for me, like, I've, I've got a couple of bars within distance. i got friends and family. So it's it's I've got things to do outside of the house besides just be in the house. So I will say that's probably the one thing I miss the most about not being in Texas. Um, of course, the best thing that's ever happened to me is moving to North Carolina because I have met my beautiful bride, uh, our four incredible dogs, and I am creating what feels like a life and not just working. Um, but the one thing I miss is all of our friends are her friends. So I don't really have like there's nobody that I can just text. I'm like, hey, let's go get a beer. Or like, hey, man, what are you doing tonight? I'm going to come over. Or like, hey, man, Rangers are playing this game. You want to come over? Or like, hey, dude, planning a barbecue. Uh, why don't you why don't y'all come over and bring this person, this person? I grabbed 20 pounds worth of brisket. Like, I just don't, I don't have those connections here. That is probably the one thing that is that I, I truly do miss uh, since moving out here. I love all yeah. her friends. I l absolutely love all her friends. And maybe it's just me making more time with them and they can become my friends where I can text them independently and we can hang out without her. But right now, like all of our friends are actually her friends. I don't think that's a bad thing. And it, it does give you a place to to start because you can absolutely reach out independent, yeah, and and ask those like those. Do you want to go hang out with me? Yeah, and I'm I'm experiencing that with with some of my my partners' extensions as well, whether they be her family or her friends. I feel comfortable just reaching out and be like, "Hey, you want to go grab a beer? You want to hang out?" Yeah. So, no, but. Um, I uh, that is something that I desire so much that I'm just w willing to go out there and and engage, you know what I mean? 
Yeah, that uh, makes sense. Want to be friends with everybody. So. I hate everybody. Maybe that's my problem. Maybe that's why I have no friends. I I don't I don't need any friends. You and Cody were like the last new friends I made, and I don't need any more friends. And I've yeah, known and you, you since, and I've known you since me. 2014. You just you were just like, man, I can't believe this, but I'm actually friends with you. Like I I like you, and you're like, I was like, to me, I <laughs> I knew I could turn you over, buddy. No, it was it was me showing up and like, hey, fuck stick, it was your night to clean the barracks. What are you doing? You're like, uh, I just got to Korea four hours ago. I'm like, welcome to Korea. Clean the fucking barracks, you piece of shit. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, you were the floor boss. I mean, like, what am I going to do, argue with you? Yeah, like everybody else I, did. <laughs> like literally I, everybody else did. Look, man, I'm just trying to fly under the radar and get promoted, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I just I, w- I want to be left alone. Instead, you almost got demoted in Korea because you ended up in the MI barracks at like three a.m. and missed missed uh, room checks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I had to stand at your Article Fifteen here. You know, like, I, it was an accident. I know that I guy's. A, I know that guy's a good guy in your book, but Who, to me, <laughs> I think he's kind of a son of a bitch. And you know, I reached out to him one time to kind of just make amends because I I I absolutely heard what he was saying. You're a five-year specialist. You got two deployments, and you're divorced. What the fuck are you doing wrong? And I know you didn't. You said it close to that, but wait, I said that. But Bab, you're close to it. You, you're close to it. But Babbitt, were we drinking when I said that? No, really, no, really. It sounds really insensitive. It was. Babbin said it, and you. I relayed that back to you, and I probably went along the lines of like, "Mm, he's not wrong. You know, that's I think that's more what it was. Um, but it was the kind of talk that I needed to have with somebody that that was a friend. I Who stayed up drinking PBR he, in a day room, listening to Chevelle all night and then had to go, go. push Humvees through a motor pool hung over his fuck the next morning. <laughs> right. I, I like Hey man, um, sometimes those are things that you need to hear from your friends, and that's when I knew that you had not only not only that you would care about me as a person, but you were also somebody that I could consider a friend because you absolutely gave me the god's honest truth. And I did some heavy soul searching, but but Babbitt never really gave me another shot after all that that trouble, and it really was not a big deal. He's like, I was, uh, you know, being a young man in my twenties, and somebody invited me over and. For some reason, they wanted to do bed checks, and there was a curfew and all of this other business. So it was, it was kind of like a weird s- rule set where you're like, yeah. I'm an adult. Like, come on, man. Like, leave me be. And this is what you're going to be a jerk about. And he was he was rough with his assessment, but it wasn't far from the truth either. Yeah. So, you know, I think there's a little bit of truth in everything. But his the way he framed it, it absolutely influenced me to go out there and do more better rather than more worse. More, more badder. Sure. Yeah. Who the fuck cares about grammar? Well, I I was just going with the Cody thing. I really felt like that was something Cody would have said there. Birthday. Here's the thing, Aaron. Here's the thing, Aaron. Like, if it's your birthday, it's totally fine. You know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) I just feel like if you'd... No, 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 no. I'm just fucking with you. I just feel like if you'd stumble between more better and more gooder... If you're like between doing more better and and Cody have been like and more badder, be like, yep, 
I feel like that's exactly Cody. Like before, yeah. Right before you had the words out, he would have been like, "More batter, absolutely. Move on." (laughs) Right, right. Oh man. Oh God. Hey, this I absolutely needed to get a get a happy hour in with you. I'm I'm disappointed that Cody couldn't make it, but I'm. Hey, I'm kind of sitting here looking at the time, wondering, you ready to call it? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so next week I am out of commission. Uh, I am going to be at a worthless, absolutely worthless field training exercise. Um, but if my co-host, Aaron and Cody, ever figure out how to do it, all the material they need to produce their own episode is actually in our Dropbox, including the intros, the outros. All they got to do is drag and drop MP3s into Reaper and make it work out. Speak plainly, man. Speak plainly. So while I'm in the field next week, you two could still record an episode and edit it yourself and post it to Reaper and or to anchor and make an episode but uh as of right now unless cody and aaron figure out how to do it or share three brain cells and make it work uh <laughs> there will not be an episode the following week there's not a lot of hope folks unless we do like a sunday night recording or some bullshit like that um but yeah here we'll we'll side chat that one later okay yeah um, for now, if you made it this far, go ahead and follow us on the socials. We are at Drunk Weekend Review on Instagram. We are DWIR Pod on Twitter. We are Facebook.com slash Drunk Weekend Review. Um, we are Facebook.com slash Get Zucked. Um, we do, do what else do we have? Oh, Drunk Weekend Review at gmail.com. Pretty little loggers at gmail.com for the old school listeners. July 28th is the new season of Pretty Little Liars, so maybe, maybe, uh, maybe we do Pretty Little Loggers episodes and bring it back under Pretty Little Loggers. I don't know, but there is a new Pretty Little Liars series, Original Sin, premiering July 28th on HBO. And if I can convince Aaron and Cody... We may. I could do something like a review where it's it's the video cast. Jameson travels. He's a YouTuber, and he, he does uh, he does like all the selection videos, kind of um, commentary. He's a retired marine. Okay. He's like, all right. So what they just did is a twelve mile ruck march. It really sucks. And then he drinks his scotch and he just says funny shit. Like that's not funny. That's just normal. But um. Anyway, I'm sure we can come up with some kind of format, cut the best parts out, and and make it our own, and really offer some well, unique, so you know, as of right male now, feedback. As of right now, there are billed ten. It looks like ten episodes for season one. Yep, ten episodes for season one of Pretty Little Liars: Original Sin. Think we can do this, especially because it we'd have we'd have to go down the video cast production, and it'd have to be somewhere between ten and fifteen minutes of content. Um, well, no, no, no. It's so ten, ten about, or fifteen they're minutes. About, they're about uh, forty-five minutes to hour-long episodes. So we yeah, would, but we're not doing a commentary for the whole thing. We're going to review and we're going to cut 
the fat and just... Well, we're each independently going to watch the episode, take notes on it, like we always do. I'll give you access to the Pretty Little Loggers episodes. Take notes on it, and then for about an hour, we will discuss chronologically what's going on and turn it into a comedy podcast just like Pretty Little Loggers was. And then... (laughs) I don't know how it work. We'd have to record twice a week <laughs> that we do one pretty little loggers and one drunk week in review. It's happening, folks. Bank on it. I'm making this happen. <laughs> <laughs> and here we are, getting roped into another one. Yeah. Thank you, and we love you. <laughs>